Hello, baby. We got him, folks. That's right. <laughs> Who did you get? Today, <laughs> Al Qaeda leader, um, a man, Al <laughs> Zawari. <laughs> Keep going. Oh I want to know what this is. This. <laughs> I want to know who this is, Spencer. Who, who did we get? No, he was the leader of Al Qaeda. U.S. President Joe Biden announced on Monday that a CIA drone strike. Anyway, <laughs> I'm just reading the notification that I got on my phone. Uh, welcome to Style and Direction. We're a political podcast, and we talk about the CIA. Yeah. Speaking speaking of drone strikes and explosions, yeah. uh, I did have to call the gas company yesterday. Oh, you did. Um, okay. Why did you? I did. Uh, Wait, well, did, so, okay. did you call them, guys? I got a place to drone said, strike. Is that what you said? Yeah, I said, hold on, guys. I know where Al Qaeda leader is. Amen. Amen. Al Zahari, Zawahiri. Sorry, Zawahiri. I want to make sure I get this right. Yeah. Um, I know. I probably didn't. But I mean, that's just how you know I'm not an Al Qaeda because I don't know how to say the leader's name. So. Yeah, they only they only hire they only they only get people in in Al Qaeda who can who can say their own words. Right? Yeah, and I mean that's why no one else can pronounce the name of the clown that represents McDonald's except for employees there. I keep a, every anytime I try to say it, I, I can't pronounce it. I say like Ronald. Is that is that a Pennywise thing? Is that what you're doing? Is that a is that a? No, word? I'm just saying that if you know, it's like I can't pronounce that guy's name because I'm not an Al Qaeda, and no one else can pronounce that clown's <laughs> okay, you're name. You're trying if you to get someone work. to say it and go canceled. No, I'm no, no. Yeah, let me, let me. I'll try it right now. Yeah. yeah. Ronald McDougald. I oh, I yeah, see? hold on a second. I can't do you it. Can't oh, it's crazy. It. No, hold on. Um, we have to apply. <laughs> will, will it work if I apply to McDonald's? If you, see, it's I weird. Mean, I it's weird. I can where, say I mean, it when I'm talking at the restaurant. But I can't say it together. Like I can say Ronald, and I can say McDonald. But together it goes Rogel McFogel. I don't understand what's going <laughs> Rogel on. Rogel McFogel. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that should be the name of the episode. Rogel McFogel. <laughs> yeah, he's friends with the Showbo, the Showbiz King. Yeah, and he's also um, he's also the brother of Jared Fogel, unfortunately. <laughs> Oh, no. Well, like 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 a long lost. I don't want to. Long lost brother. There there's twins separated at birth. And is one... he a, is he a big guy? Did is he ever he learn about twin? the sandwich trip? Wait wait holy shit! So Jared Fogel's not the evil twin because that's the oh. scariest universe. <laughs> yeah. If Jared Fogel is not the evil twin in this situation, then we're fucked. I think you have to dress him in the opposite colors of, of his of the like. <laughs> just, wait, so like, what's wait, the like opposite yellow. of the big jeans? Or maybe he has really small jeans, and he's like, "This is what I used I to fit skinny, in." Skinny jeans are evil, so I think that's yeah. So evil, <laughs> Jared Fogel's evil. What are we talking about? Is this is a bonus episode. <laughs> what the fuck is this? No, this can't be bonus because we can't we can't let our guest be you know relegated to being behind the pay the patreon paywall the pp right. w arguably that would be a compliment you yeah. should pay me for my time it's it's actually i mean no well, of course as all ethical podcasts do we're paying <laughs> you for your appearance here yeah you know right yeah we're not we're not 
uh, Scott Ackerman uh, famously not uh, paying James Adamian, and then who has never been on Comedy Bang Bang since that time. <laughs> yeah. uh, a little, little, a little comedy drama for you. Um, but the, yeah, yeah, dramedy, uh, comma. Comma? Like yeah, yeah. I like comma, comma a lot. Yeah. Com- well, How many yeah. M's? Is it comma? Comma? I mean, I in my head it's it's spelled like Yusuf comma. Uh the the uh he's not a Lestrange, right, Spencer? No, like no wait, no, his sister was Lestrange? I don't remember. It's it's the guy You're gonna know, I don't remember anything about these movies. I don't know what other than talking. they like pre- Okay, so the Fantastic Beasts movies, uh there's a there's a the only thing I remember about these movies is yeah. where Johnny Depp predicts the Holocaust and then says that he can stop it. Yeah, you this gotta... is not like a Harry Potter movie. <laughs> yeah, no, it's joking. a Harry Potter movie. Well, technically, well, it's pre Harry Potter. It's it's, it's okay, I'm sorry, it's the Wizarding universe. World. It's a Fantastic oh Beasts and Where to Find Them. It's in the that franchise. Yeah, Warner Bros. puts it in the same park. I don't care the distinction. Well, here here's a good here's a segue for you, and it's not Joe Bluth. Um, you know. What's his name again? Damn it. Newt Scamander has a blue coat, and that a blue mm. is famously um, <laughs> the this favorite color segue? of our guest. Yeah, it's our set. Yeah, it's my segue. This We're is, doing this great is, this episode. This, this is, is the like best. the segue about I mean, like the, the owner of Segway when he drove off a cliff. Like, yeah, exactly. That, That's that, that kind of segue. Great job. I mean, Thank I you. was about to say that they discovered no gas leak, but based on how this episode is going, I'm starting to think there might still be there might be a gas leak in my house. What if it's uh, Xanthrax? <laughs> Xanthrax? I think that's the joke in Thirty Rock, where like it's like a poison that smells like uh, like pancakes. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a mix of Xanax and Anthrax. It should um, be. It should be poison, but it actually makes you fall asleep at the same time. That's what it should do. Anyway, guys, welcome to the podcast. This is this is a this is a fun. We got a fun one for you. A mm-hmm. fun an fo. <laughs> yeah, we're going to an amusement park. <laughs> yeah, it's like a foul odor. Park, you know, um, but yeah, this is one of our famous. Uh, famous like is like the, is like the word I'm using today. Did you just? Uh, I have famous. Yeah, well, famously, we are not an interview podcast. <laughs> famously, <laughs> there you go. You saved it. You saved it. Thank you. And uh, but this time we are we're we're breaking our own we rules. We are. We're breaking. We're breaking rules. Breaking legs. Um, and <laughs> breaking some eggs. Hell yeah! Making you the know? world's biggest omelet. <laughs> Make right. a bigger joke or break your eggs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we've got we've got our good friend Sylvia Zhang up. Up on the podcast, I guess. I mean, technically, yeah, you're up here. You're up, and you're also where you As live. In, you're in like a up on the in, iTunes not, charts. Yeah, Spencer's on the second floor. I'm I thought on the this was going to be a short yeah. joke, but okay, keep going. <laughs> well, it's the opposite. Thank you. It's, it's a it's, it's a, a elevation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or I guess you know, in in Britain, they would call it a lift. Um. <laughs> anyway, I would, I would so, call a I would call a lift if my Uber app wasn't working. <laughs> and, then, and, the guy, and the guy says how, how am I going to get my elevator over there well, then why would he say elevator oh, you know, you know what I'm saying yeah. you can ask yourself that anyway give it up for <laughs> Sylvia Zhang for being in the podcast welcome thank you this for having with, me I, 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 really, I really do wish we had like intro music or sound effects that we could bring guests on we should Sylvia what's your favorite song uh, can it be a Pokemon well, song 
Yeah. See, that would be yeah, so appropriate, right? Like Pokemon theme song, like you know the guitar. Or like, riff, how about one of the battle, like the battle songs, where it's like you walk through the tall grass. And you see, uh, Is that meta- how you metapod? That's that's how it goes. Yeah. You're deciding in the tall grass at all times. <laughs> um. But anyway, well, we're going out of tall grass. We're gonna we're gonna take Sylvie out of the tall grass and I was gonna say a poke, into a pokeball. <laughs> and we're gonna we're gonna talk to Sylvie about clothing and her style. That's what we're doing here today. Okay, I'm just gonna set it down. Cold open over. We're eight minutes in. We're a menswear I'm, podcast. We're a men's... I'm Spencer DSO. I'm Ethan M Wong. There's no stuff in this here, and we are talking. MT, don't get on mic. By the way, get you can stay off. But we're here to talk to Sylvia. Sylvia, welcome. How do you feel? How do you feel being on the style, the style and direction? <laughs> the only honor. one. Thank you. Yeah, well, the only. One. It's, it's yeah, because it's like this is one of the only podcasts that my friends like generally talk to me about. Like they'll tell huh. me about. Like they'll listen to some of the like other topics that you do and they'll ask me about them or like bring them up to me so okay it'll be interesting because i haven't told people about me being on this so i guess i'll just find well, out it's gonna that, be a surprise that's a good thing out. yeah you, go. you yeah. can't you can't say anything because you know you're under they're gonna NDA. be so confused they're gonna see like freaking al-qaeda mcdonald's <laughs> hold on <laughs> hold on like... wait, hold on hold on hold on i wanna i wanna <laughs> i wanna eat i wanna eat at al kind of mcdonald's actually i wanna know what that's <laughs> yeah. like you know it, it um, would it's be, a new it's pizza like... gate right <laughs> there you go yeah it would be like you know at the mcdonald's hq they have like a special kitchen where they have like We're stuff from all around the world flagged for this shit. Um, oh my god where they have yeah they have like special menu items that you can only get at like certain locations and how crazy would it be if you were a mcdonald's employee and you walked in one day and uh, on the menu it's like okay we have the the, the al-qaeda burger it's from it's from al-qaeda it's like this burger yeah um i don't know lamb i don't want to talk about i don't want to talk about al-qaeda much longer that is such a banal answer that's like racist yeah okay yeah i wonder if banal just means like bananas having anal sex anyway Mm. um i was thinking the same thing no we're on we're on the same like twin telepathy here uh sylvia why don't why don't we talk about how we how we know you because you've been kind of you know you and annie have been kind of like these like surprise stars of like the blog post of the past two years. You know, you've been, we've been hanging out a lot. We've been going out a lot. Right. And, you know, maybe just tell us a little bit, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Cause some people may not know. I think I've described you as a discord mod, but maybe that's disingenuous <laughs> over who you actually are. Yeah. I remember reading that and being like, wow, that's, would, that's how Ethan thinks of me. What a compliment. If someone, yeah. That's not one of the first things I would want people to know about me. Yeah. I've tried to keep that on the down low, you know, like you just out me right like that. Um, but basically, yeah. Uh, like, what yeah, do you do? So I'm a graduate student. So I work. Uh, I work in physics at um, one of the universities here in LA. Okay. Um, and yeah, most of the time, uh, what I do is very much not design related, not fashion related. I actually work in. I mean, STEM. it's like kind of like the d- design of the universe. Oh my God! If you if you ask if you ask God, (laughs) he'd be like, you know, physics. That's kind of like a it's like art to me. You know what I'm saying? Oh my God! Quote God. (laughs) I didn't realize I was on this Joe Rogan experience talking about the designed universe. Watching we're gonna get we're gonna get Neil deGrasse Tyson to do a panel (laughs) with you. Up next, Jordan Peterson. Um. So okay, that's interesting, Sylvia. Because yeah, you you work in science, and you know you. I'm I'm really curious how you get into fashion from so because not a lot of like STEM at least for me 
from my experience, a lot, not a lot of STEM people are into fashion, and that might that might not be true in in a in a broad sense here. But it's not something that you typically think of, right? Science. Is I mean, because very... they're always just wearing those lab coats. They have the the button down t shirts, button t shirts, button down shirts with the pocket protectors. I mean, you know, you look at you look at big. I mean, technically, Big Bang Theory. If you wanted to call that a a style, sure, like like you know, wearing a <laughs> wearing a graphic t shirt that has like the Green Lantern symbol on it. But you know, you're not you're not one of those people, and you also famously don't like consume a lot of pop culture either <laughs> so that makes it even better like you're you're like the antithesis of the big bang theory maybe you like that maybe that's what you want um <laughs> the opposite of the, the big bang theory what is the opposite so, so, well i guess that would be intelligent design then you know, the creation the so okay yeah. well i mean like the graphic shirts i mean that's more your thing right so that is true like, here, you dress the most most closely to big bang theory but um don't say that please thank you um no okay so what okay so tell us a little bit right. you know Obviously, like you've been really. If you look at the blog post, you know you've got some really great fits. Some of it is very close to, you know, the ideas of what it means Spencer wear high waisted pants. But what's the little bit of the journey there? Like, were you always into clothing? Into fashion? No. So for so for some context, my mom and my little sister have always been really into fashion, but more mm-hmm. into high end fashion, as in like French designer houses. So it's a lot okay. of Chanel and Dior stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was always around people who cared about how they dressed, but I always thought that the way that they dressed looked so boring and so. Damn, you heard it here, Dior. Okay, Maria Grazia. <laughs> we're, nev- we're never getting I mean, whatever that the hell Maria yeah. Grazia yeah. is doing is a yeah. travesty. That is a whole other topic that does not have have to happen here. But um, yeah, I guess I, so. I was always around fashion, but I almost made it a point to not like fashion in the same way that uh. I think that to your question earlier about being in science and not, people not dressing like that very much yeah. in STEM, I would say that it's even worse than that. I would say people like if you start to care about how you dress, that gets looked upon negatively. Like oh, you're so frivolous, they... right? Like why are you wasting time worrying about I'm, clothes? How can how can you think about clothes when I'm busy thinking about molecules? <laughs> Man, you're joking, but I'm pretty sure like I've seen enough episodes of the Big Bang Theory because people keep showing it to me that like okay. basically that. Well, Spencer right? was on the Big yeah. Bang Theory, so you know that's, that's yeah. Just... I played Sheldon. <laughs> yeah, for for the for the never before seen. You're the stunt pilot, right? Yeah. I, well, I'm on Medium Sheldon. There's Young Sheldon and Medium Sheldon. It's not <laughs> out yet. Check check out these. What is it on CW? No, TBS. I think it's on. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, well, that's that's um, interesting but... about like yeah being. You know, in a in a in a environment that is so anti-fashion, I feel like kind. Of, I mean, most jobs are like that in a sense, right? Uh-huh. Like business people, like that's why you people wore suits, right? Like, oh, I can just put it on, wear a tie, and it's like I don't have to think about it. I can just think about, I guess for me, I can think about ads, baby. Come on, you know. Or Spencer, gotta think about the facts, the ma'am. Yeah. yeah, the news. Um, but it it sounds like you were kind. This is all kind of like about rebellion. Like you're rebelling against. Your, like your, your family and their boring yeah. fashion choices, and then you're rebelling against all those science nerds. Yeah, I guess it was, <laughs> by dressing it was, cool. It was always kind of argumentative. Like I dressed to the Love point. It. So like when I, when I was younger, like I did it mostly to piss off my mom. So I think one of the worst incidents was when I was like thirteen or fourteen or something. Yeah, I found a shirt at Whole Foods. Okay. <laughs> Wait, did you know that you could buy clothes at Whole Foods? Yeah, I figured that out. I guess, yeah. They had a shirt that said, commute, don't pollute, just across it, and just some graphic of a bike. And I bought it in like an XXL, and it was basically (laughs) like a dress. Why? Okay, okay, first off, 
why the XXL? Like you're, I mean, again, you're not like a tall specific person. shirt. Did you just, was it a cool just, design? Did you like just, the message? No, it was so ugly. It was like this mud khaki green color. And I was I just like, I wonder if we could find this shirt. I just want, I have a picture of me wearing this shirt. Hang on. <laughs> Isn't it? It's also like immortalized in a painting, right? Is not it? that one. Why? Okay. Okay. Yes, there is a. There might may or may not be a, a, a family portrait of me be. in a different shirt, not from Whole Foods. Oh, that one was okay. I thought I thought someone at Whole Foods commissioned that, like uh, a painting of that. Shirt. <laughs> I must. I must paint you. You know. <laughs> yeah. Wait. No, Wait. that's that's actually that's so weird. Like, yeah, I'm really curious so about weird. like how much layers of rebellion did you have here? Like, I I hate I hate the environment, so it's kind of funny that yeah. I'm wearing this. Well, no, it was like I'm I gonna... just so I was a huge environmentalist when I was younger, so I would go to protests and like beach cleanups and stuff. So like I, I genuinely rebellion. just like well, I just genuinely liked it, and I just thought it was a I okay. I well, that remember. okay, that makes more sense now. Like you 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 were at Whole Foods, and you <laughs> saw a shirt. You know, it's kind of like you know, it's like if you're at the local comic book store and they have a shirt that says like i don't know um superman don't uh uh, uh lex luther instead of commute don't pollute it's like a good thing and then don't bad thing <laughs> yeah there you go yeah. um so okay so what how how long ago was that or like how oh, man. how long did you wear <laughs> how long did you yeah. wear um like oversized graphic like basically ner- like classic nerdcore stuff like, yeah like pokemon shirts <clears throat> There were a lot of Zelda shirts. Okay. There is I forget where the website was called. It's like Game Shark or something, and they had like all these like yeah stuff like that. So I wore this basically like all through high school. So I went to a school that had uniforms. So I never had to think about clothes much outside of like Mm. at like when I was younger, anyways. So So you wore this outside of uniform, like oh, it's my it's my day. Hey, okay. So first off. I know exactly what that's like because I also had a uniform. And so uh, I think I've said this on the podcast before. My rebellion was like, uh, it, they, I think they were announcing picture day. And I I, I was like in my anti-suit face because I didn't want to wear Like I hated going to church, you know, anti-religion at the time. Uh, still am. You're but I was atheist. like, hey, can I, like, can I wear a gas mask t-shirt? Is that too edgy? And I like no one reacted <laughs> to it because who the fuck cares about a gas mask <laughs> t-shirt? But I'm like, this is this is my rebellion. But yeah, I understand dressing for or taking the opportunity when you're not wearing uniform to wear something that kind of signals something about you. And clearly you want to show people that you like the environment. Right. Well, it wasn't. It was just like. Or Zelda. Sure. Sure. Yeah. It was like it was at a time when you just didn't really think that much about it. You're like, yeah, this shirt is like a fun, like it's just funny or fun. Mm, And you just bought it and wear it and you didn't think much past that. And how long did this, this phase last you? Yeah. So this was like up until pretty much middle of college. Wow. Okay. Because in so yeah, I, when I was in college, I was in physics and electrical engineering, and mm-hmm. as you could imagine, people dress similarly, if not worse than that. Yeah. Um, and so I was in school in uh, Boston. So, and my friends in, at the time were we were uh, how did I, I was doing like this rocketry stuff like in this club, and yeah, so all, yeah. and all my friends who were in there, they were all from Catholic private schools in the area. So. They dress a very specific way. It's a lot okay. of plaid shirts, a lot of big jeans and tins and Got like it. and uh, toques. Yep. Okay. Beanies, you call them beanies. I keep forgetting. We do call them beanies. Uh, but I've seen Nathan for you, so I know what a toque is. I'm ha- <laughs> and I'm half Canadian, so I, I call it, I can call it toques. Okay, cool. But yeah, so uh, it was like a lot of that. So none of us really gave a shit about how we dressed. And it was really only about like, it, it was it was 2018 
like I know the year because basically wow. what happened was so I was on Reddit. Like I, I was mm. always on Reddit. And um Same. and there was male male fashion advice. Well yeah, I know, because you're like the freaking moderator of that or whatever. Are you? <laughs> no, I'm not. You are wait, it. that's sur- that's surprising. I'm a I'm a I'm a power user is what they call it, but I'm oh, not a moderator. Okay. <laughs> power user. Fair enough. But yeah, like occasionally stuff from MFA would make it to the front page, right? So I remember seeing the lookbook for this company that I really that I didn't know of, but now is like one of my favorites. It's called Blue Blue Japan. So it's mm-hmm. this Japanese mm-hmm. brand focused on indigo dye and denim. Gotcha. And so I saw this lookbook and I saw this one fit in that lookbook and I saw these pair of pants in it. They were like these Boro Sachko pants, yep. like with that kind of stitching on them. Yeah. I saw them and I was just like, I have never cared about clothes before, but I want those pants. That's and I, li- I just immediately bought them. Do you do I, you know what about them? Like, was it because I know your favorite color is blue? Like, was it because it's blue? Was it like the pat, like the DIY um, aspect of it? Like, I'm always interested in finding out like what excites someone about a particular piece of clothing. Yeah. So I think at the time I just never thought that. So like at the time I just never thought that clothes, uh, that there were clothes that were things that I could see myself wearing or things that I cared mm. about or in a style that I like. Uh-huh. So at the time, I don't think I could tell you, obviously I just saw them as I, I remember thinking, sure. like, I didn't know clothes could look like that. Right. Okay. Okay. And it was, I mean, it's funny cause, uh, how do I put it? Those pants, I still own those pants and I still wear yeah. them a lot. And they're, I mean, they're like, great pants. They're, they're really cool. good. They're freaking great pants. But like, so mm. what happened? So in terms of what I like about them now, I guess it's like, because they're they're i mean they're wide kind of right they get right. like wide wide fit well, it's 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 hard for me to actually say why i like those pants because i think those were the format like those were the things that set what i how i dress now sure right? so no i get it yeah. everything is almost based off of those pants since then okay that's basically yeah. what happened was that i bought those pants got them in wore them tried everything else in my closet and none of it looked good with them. You tell me Pokemon uh, shirts don't work with that thing? Wow, surprising, right? So, like, Pokemon shirts don't work. Uh, I wore a lot of Uniqlo and, like, James Purse, which is, like, some real boring shit. So, like, just none of it, like, worked with it. So then I bought the shirt that came in the lookbook set in that mm-hmm. picture that I saw the pants in. Yeah, okay. Tied that together. Didn't like how it looked either. So I had to keep basically buying clothes like trial and error stuff literally because i just didn't know and i wasn't on reddit wasn't on pinterest wasn't on instagram on any of these things so i have nothing to work off of that's so okay this is yeah this is so fun it's like i don't know i love that you were just completely jumping off the deep end yeah i mean and the fact that you did like you didn't really like care about clothes before i mean i've always i think we've said this on the podcast before it's like everyone who even says like oh i don't care about clothes they at least have like a favorite t-shirt or something like there's yeah. always like something that's like that speaks to them and so it's like i don't know it's like really cool that you were able to see a garment that kind of like sparked at all of this i guess and, and especially when it's like a more design focus because like like yeah. you know like we've said with like in our merch episode like spencer and i have kind of gotten back to this idea of like oh we should wear something that, that supports this whatever cause museum you know ip like star wars that we like um, which we you know we're kind of coming back to that after years of like famously like God being like agnostic toward you know signaling something, but 
you know, it's it's fun to go from like, okay, you know, you like Pokemon stuff, and then going, oh, whoa, these pants, they just look cool. They're not, they don't have an overt, I mean, you could say that they are merch of the designer, you know, whatever you want to support the designer, okay. but it's not like, there's no like name on it, right? Right. I mean, it, it's, how do I put this? There are a lot of things in my life that are like that, mm-hmm. in the sense that I think I have specific, very picky, specific taste. Mm-hmm. And nothing interests me until I find the one thing. Yeah. Fair enough. But then I find one thing that just completely captures my interest, and I just completely go off the deep end. It's the same with my hobby. I have fountain pens. It was the same with that. Oh, okay. It was the same yeah. with hi-fi equipment. So I have a pair of LCD3s, and they were the first headphones that I ever tried at a store. Wow. And I ended up loving them so much that, like, I still have the same set that I bought, like, six years ago, and I haven't mm. really deviated from that either. So I just have been able to like find specific items that open up an entire hobby to me but they only interest me in that hobby because they capture my interest so much yeah i mean that's how it should be right like it's like it's fun that you know obviously we're friends because i see a lot of like kinship and similar souls whatever you want to call it but like (laughs) but it's that idea of like you know being enamored with something and especially clothing you know it's it's not this you weren't picking these pants because oh i've got to look like it's not like a suit like oh i got this because i have to look formal and then you know whatever it's like oh i like this for this and you know like like you said i i can probably figure out like why i like spear point collars or big pants but at the end of the day when i really think about it i'm like i just like the way they fucking look man it's just that's just how it is and i think it's a strong i think people should like dive into that because that's the true way to enjoy clothing in my opinion um so i also think it's i mean i think it's interesting that you said that you weren't really I mean, like looking, you weren't like on Reddit or like, you know, style form, whatever. I mean, I guess you wouldn't, you probably wouldn't be on style form, but you weren't, you didn't have these, you didn't have these like external sources being like, okay, these are the clothes that you should be looking for. Um, So what kind of like were, like what was guiding you when you were buying? Like what was like the like inspiration uh, behind your purchases or was it literally just like, I like this garment, I'm going to buy it. And then also, how did you like keep finding like new like new stuff? Because that's yeah. yeah, it's a good question. So I'm trying to think <clears> back. So I actually so the first set of clothes that I ever like I remember the first like five or six pieces I got. Mm-hmm. They were frankly all from oh, no. Blue Blue Japan. So okay. a bunch of so there's a picture Ethan took of me. So there's that Hawaiian style shirt, like that Hawaiian night that we did. That yep. shirt was the second piece that I ever bought. That was like a fashion mm. piece um the there were just more shirts from that company and more and a couple of other pants what it basically happened was i got those was starting to get into fashion i guess Mm -hmm. i was looking at that time because it was just it was a japanese designer that got me interested so i started looking at other japanese ones and i remember seeing ise miyake when i went out with my mom because she would go to nordstrom Mm -hmm. and stuff right i remember like nothing else really ever being interesting to me there until I saw like Issei pieces and I just really just thought they were cool so then I ended up I remembered I'm trying to remember if I bought a piece before no so what happened was I was looking at lookbooks because of the first lookbook Blue Blue Chan so I looked at the Issei lookbook and I remember seeing the show for that same season fall Mm -hmm. winter 2018 I think and um that season they took the do you know the Baba bags uh 
No. Okay. So um, have you ever seen those like tiled triangle bags that are yes. like the plastic? That's yeah, a baba yeah. bag and that's by Isamiyake. So okay. that bag is super famous. A lot of people wear it, like use it and like it's kind of like an LV, like a stand, like a just one of those brand bags. I see. But it what now. they did, yep, okay. so Issei does all these pleated clothes, but that collection, they did these suits. Let me see if I can find it. I think it's fall 2019 or fall. I think it's fall 2019 actually. Okay. Um, they did these suits that had that same pattern. And I remember just thinking it looks so good here. Mm. There we go. Okay. This jacket. And there was a full navy suit that I saw Ooh, that I got yeah. obsessed with. So you see that tiling of the fabric? You'll see yeah. it yeah. as it drapes. It also, so it's reinforced with beeswax. Oh, whoa. Okay. I'm trying to find the... Tell me that they, there's more use than just having a colorway for uh, Clark's Desert Boots. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But yeah, so I saw this suit and I just wanted it. So what ended up happening was I was going to Japan. I was okay. doing this whole like trip once I graduated college. So that was in 2019. Mm -hmm. So... Um, so I went to Japan, and I had sp at this point I only knew Japanese brands. So I knew Yoji, Issei, which are just the two biggest brands, and Blue Blue Japan. So when I went to Tokyo, I went to Daikanayama, and I went to their store at Okura. Mm -hmm. um, so it's Blue Blue Japan owned, but they carry a bunch of other brands like Hollywood Ranch Market. I don't know if you've heard of these ones. We'll look it up afterward. Go yeah, on. sure. But um, they do a bunch of workwear stuff, like a lot of Japanese denim, selfish. Mm -hmm. how do you say it i never actually said the word self-edge self-edge there, there it's like it's spelled and pronounced basically both ways yeah it's both ways yeah. don't worry about it you want yeah sure. but yeah so i just went uh went to that store bought a bunch more pieces from other brands so then i found out about nemethes i found out about needles i found out about mm. capital um, and it was just by walking around aoyama and daikanayama that i That's saw all these other brands really interesting yeah to to, to kind of be tangible with it like to be there in person because that is something we don't really get to do right spencer like mm -hmm. we don't because i mean we didn't see drake's i mean we followed drake's for a while we didn't even get to touch it till we were in like new york so yeah we're in the the wrong market for menswear <laughs> yeah well, it's, california no it's tough and yeah so it was only really around that's at the end of that summer i downloaded an instagram and then i could actually see like you said to follow the brands or whatever? Exactly. So okay. then I remembered following Okada, their Instagram, seeing more of their stuff, seeing other brands. And then, of course, you're just going through and you're going to see people talk about other brands. You'll follow some stores that carry, carry similar brands. So that's why I think even now, all the clothes I wear were pretty formed right from the start. The only problem mm -hmm. that I had is I had individual pieces. Like I said, it was like this instinct of like, I like that piece. Do mm -hmm. I have anything that this goes with? No. Do I understand how to wear it? No. But I just will figure it out. So for the first, I would say two years, maybe a year and a half of being generous to myself, I just like had all these clothes. And you know, like those people that you see who like wear all these like really fancy brand name pieces and they just look like shit because nothing <laughs> will match. Nothing will be cohesive. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, so a lot of what I wore at the beginning was like that. Even on my Instagram, you can see some of the earlier stuff. I've deleted some because they're so bad. But some of the earlier stuff doesn't, like, you'll see the same pieces. I still own most of the pieces that I wore in, like, from the start. But I never liked how I wear it, wore them because I just didn't know how to style them properly. And it took mm. me just over and over trial and error until I liked what I was wearing and it made sense to me. 
I Ta I remember like first getting into like when I was first getting into like uh like fashion and like vintage I guess um for a long time just because I couldn't afford to get a whole lot I didn't have I didn't have like that many like vintage pieces and so there would be days where it's like I wanted to wear like a cool vintage outfit but I like you know I couldn't I had to wear my t-shirt with like you know Abraham Lincoln and a Batman mask <laughs> and stuff you know um but yeah i no. it's always that's like always like a, a really hard part when you you want to dress cool but you don't have the wardrobe to but, i don't know to do it but so now that you have a lot of pieces i'm really curious about this whole trial and everything you keep talking about like what did that look like like what what, what constituted a failure in your eyes versus mm -hmm. like me going oh okay like this this actually works because Something that Spence and I were discussing in preparation for this is, you know, we always have historical precedent for what we were wearing. You know, that that's like classic men's wear. Like, you know, when you look at shoulder pads, you go, okay, there's like the 40s way of doing it or like there's a 70s way. So like we know a little bit, okay, this is what should go. Big shoulder pads don't really work with skinny pants. So like we know to avoid that. But when you're starting to move into clothing that is, you know... I, I mean, I see a lot of traditional like ideas in what you have, but it's still kind of like art for art's sake because there's not there isn't as much precedent, especially when you're starting to mix two different brands together. You know, you want to. Yeah. I know that you want to make the most of your wardrobe too. You don't want to have like, okay, here's just this and just this. So, what was that trial and error like? How did you get through it? And you know, oh God, yeah. so the trial, the trial and error looked terrible. So it was <laughs> a lot of, um, how do I put it? So. Before, again, like I said, when I was in college and stuff, I wore a lot of jeans. And I'll be frank, I wore a lot of skinny jeans. Hey, I was so, there like, too, don't worry about it. It was a dark <laughs> time. It was, it was an absolute travesty. So, like, a lot of it was me wearing these gigantic oversized shirts with skinny jeans. And being like, this looks weird. Just off balance, right? <laughs> that does sound weird. Yeah. <laughs> that does sound weird. Oh, no. It, it was just so bad. Or, like, the jeans just didn't fit me very well, or the shirts didn't fit me very well. And it wasn't something I ever cared about. But mm -hmm. once you're, like, trying... When you have one piece that is just so well-made, and the rest of your clothes show that they aren't, you can't really compensate for it. And so if they don't fit you well, um, they're just not going to look right. Or if... The, mm. I think a big thing for me also was, like, volume. So it was pretty clear to me from the start that I, I liked wide clothes oversized clothes and it is really really easy to just think if i just buy a big shirt then it'll be oversized yeah. and then you put it on and you're like why does this not look right <laughs> so i just didn't understand what it was about construction of clothes that made them look good or purposely oversized or have enough structure to hold themselves um so what it was was like yeah i would Another big brand that like also changed how I dress a lot was Anglin. So I found this brand. It's a Korean brand. It's really big on Instagram. And it was one of the first brands that I found when I was on there. And I saw the pants that they did. They're these gigantic wide pants. They're called balloon pants. And they, mm -hmm. I still, I'm wearing them like literally right now. That's awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. They are some of my favorite quote unquote basic pants. So I think, um, yeah. So those pants, they're just one sized. So... How to, so like they're just they have a yeah. big elastic band they're super yeah, easy you to wear you don't, it, have, yeah. you don't have to worry about size they have strings in them and i really think like i'm five foot two their models are six foot tall some of them and it looks great on everybody and it just made it super easy to buy clothes because that was another yeah. thing that was fit right like yeah. i'm a short pretty uh 
I guess curvy. Like I just have broad shoulders and smaller waist and big hips. So it meant that a lot of menswear, which was what I was mostly interested in, didn't fit me very well. Mm. So a lot of oversized stuff was just what was possible for me to wear in the first place and still look good. Gotcha. Um, but I ended up buying a lot of pants from Anglin. And then that made it easier because then I put on the Anglin pants and I could put on some like of these oversized shirts and then it would fill the volume or be proportional. Totally. I totally get it. I mean, like there are a couple old photos of me wearing like I, I tried to wear like my 30s, tra- like my 30s jackets or whatever um, with more contemporary pieces. But pants are always the issue whether it's low waisted yeah. whether it's too slim or whatever and it wasn't until like i started like like you know investing in thrifting uh, investing like time and like tailoring them or even just you know buying custom made trousers it wasn't until yeah i got the pants to be proportional that just made everything kind of connect and even recently in our discord someone asked like what is a piece of menswear that is your favorite that like gets you really into it and people thought i was gonna say my sport coat i said no it's pants pants mm. are the key to making everything work completely agree because i think like once you have a like once you tuck in the shirt that compensates for a lot right oh absolutely so having high-waisted pants with big volume you can wear a big top or a small top and both will kind of proportionally make sense Mm -hmm. um so that freed it up for me a lot and then yeah kind of like i found anglin found those pants found other brands realized that like i think the guiding principles for me were color Okay. And like proportions. So it's like in proportions, I mean like visually how much space um, parts take, like different items take up, right? Mm -hmm. So like there's a difference between like if you have an oversized short sleeve shirt versus Mm an oversized long sleeve shirt, right? Because like that will visually take up. If you have big poofy sleeves that are kind of draping in cotton, then that will take up a lot of visual space. It's like the type of fabric that it is. I don't like shiny fabric very much because it's so eye-catching. Well, like I have a pair of patent leather shoes and I never wear them because I never want people looking at my, like every, like my pants are matte and the shoes are shiny. I don't Mm. like how that looks. And it was just a lot of, it's funny meeting you, Ethan. Like, so we met at the beginning of this year through Marco. Yep. But, um, (laughs) Um, Shout out Marco, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, Marco, no, like, which was like how Ethan and I met. So Marco and I met on Instagram from following each other. And then um, we met in person. And then uh, Marco introduced me to to you. And yep. mm-hmm. we've, since January, it's just been only this year that we've been hanging out. But um, almost once a week. I at know, least, right? at least. Unless I sleep through something. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you're out like, giving cool talks for science and space. You know. As, as it goes, traveling for work and stuff. Uh, but shoes, you said shiny shoes. Oh, shiny, right. So it's like, it's hard. It was good meeting Ethan. Well, meeting you. Why am I calling you in third person? But like, <laughs> it, it was like, well, it was like good because like you talk about clothes and you're asking me like, oh, what made you choose A over B? And it's never something that I got good at articulating. Even now when you ask me, it's hard for me to give a reason because it just doesn't look right. And then if I think about it more, it's like, well, I want these colors to not clash or I want them yeah. to be a contrasting color. And it only really, I never really consumed fashion media. So I have nothing to compare with and say like, I don't like it because it's doing A, B, C, D. I don't have the huh. language for it. It's just, just that inventing in my, it all in your own brain. Yeah. So then like for a really long time, it was super, okay. That's like too, 
I don't really, but I was just like, I didn't know how to talk about this, how to research it, didn't know what terms to look up, didn't know what style I was even trying to go for, right? Like, even now, I don't even, at the beginning, I didn't really know how to characterize what I liked as clothes. Because I like Issei. What do you call sure. Issei Miyake, right? In terms I mean, of fashion style. Uh, yeah, we just call, I mean, I would, it is interesting because, like, you know, I think Spencer and I just call it, like, designer clothing. I feel like avant-garde, the more we get into, like, our explosive fashion, like, avant-garde tends to become even crazier. So, like, we can't really call some stuff the avant-garde yeah. right um but interesting thing is that you said you don't consume a lot of fashion media but you said that you consume a lot of like lookbooks and i feel like that is a cool distinction between like you know i guess it's right fashion media i guess enthusiast media of like blogs other yeah. people wearing clothing is different than like what the brand is trying to say it's like it's like the difference between if you're a film fan who just reads a lot of like movie criticism versus someone versus someone who just watches a lot of movies yeah you're no. just going straight to the source the movies well because i didn't like how do you google like i didn't know that there were terms like you know like in men's fashion like ethan like talks about always about like book core or like to be fair that's that's new or... these are all made up okay not by me not sure yeah yeah like, there's academia there's like you know dark, dark wear tech yeah. wear street wear um norm core was a thing right that's true yeah and his I ipod iphone <laughs> i i am confused yeah but like how do you find out about those terms unless you're on reddit unless that's you're true no you're absolutely people, right, right? Yeah. so it was all i had was lookbooks so then like that's crazy <laughs> that's that's really cool though we i know spencer and i are going to talk about like the tangibility of like knowledge and like how uh-huh. you get stuff but Okay, I mean, so it's, I guess, it's yeah. pretty, really quick, it's pretty crazy that despite, yeah, not reading any, like, fashion media, you still, like, you, we were talking about proportions earlier, but it's like, I don't know, it's like, obvious. yeah, there are some early fits with some, like, weird skinny jeans, but pretty <laughs> quickly, it seems like you figure this out, and, like, one of the things that you're, it seems like you're really good at is, like, mixing different designers that work with, like, different proportions and stuff like that. And but I just love yeah. how yeah everything just like works together so perfectly. I mean, I mean the big the big yeah. theme there right, is like big pants with a tucked in shirt and maybe like a longer jacket, which is te- mm-hmm. you know technically the ideas of what we like from from classic menswear. Yeah. And it's I wonder if this is like a case of you know like you have a whole bunch of chimpanzees in a in a room with a keyboard and then they they the fucking sitcom. they fucking okay. type of thing. A hundred percent. I really think that's what it was. Really? Okay. No, because basically what happened was there's at some point where I just learned to freaking tuck my shirt into big pants and I was like, wait, I like how this looks. <laughs> yeah, and then everything <laughs> yeah. everything from that point was me t- like was high waisted, big pants, and then some variation on that. To the point where I got annoyed at myself because I was like, I can't just keep doing this variation. Mm-hmm. But it that was I think it's like building blocks, right? It was like, I like these pants. I like this shirt. And then once you have a collection, it's like, how do I wear these together? Then it's figuring out proportions. Like, okay, um, I I liked oversized stuff. So then it was like, once I learned to tuck my shirt in, I wear big pants, high-waisted, then that gave me the structure to put all of these different weird pieces onto into that construction, right? Mm-hmm. So there was some blueprint there was some guideline to follow from there uh, yeah once i figured out that that proportion worked and under tried to figure out why i liked that proportion then i could play with other stuff of not tucking my shirt in and understanding mm-hmm. where it could fall like lengthwise on me so that it didn't look disproportionate i could wear big jackets over it and not feel swallowed up 
So it really was just step by step, like, can I make this work? How do I make it work? And just kind of going from there. The mixing yeah. of brands was literally because, like, I would just see a brand, I would see a piece and say, I want that piece. That's still how I buy clothes now. It's never like, right. oh, this would complement anything or this would fill a gap. I have mm. no idea. And Ethan's been to my house and has seen my closet. It is very confusing. It is a lot of, like, it's nothing is cohesive about it. Because I liked, I, I've told Ethan this, I don't like it. When I'm trying to fill a gap in my head, like I'm wearing something and I'm trying to think of another piece, like what do I need to wear with this? And I don't want to think of multiple things that fill a similar purpose. So I don't want to have two slightly different pairs of big jeans Mm -hmm. when I could just have one because I don't want to have to think about it more than that. So I would rather have breadth than like minute like minutias of details and stuff i'm not a subtle person i i do think about clothes in a similar way even though again our chosen medium is is classic menswear which most people look yeah well it's like most people look the same but to me Mm. i'm not like oh i gotta have these i'm like oh no these all like these are the brown pants they are brown and they have a specific thing and then i've got these ones you know um and I've, i've been trying to do um I've been trying a lot lately to kind of yeah remove anything like redundancies. Like I recently gave my green balloon DB to Andy who wore it to my party because I have a green suit and I'm like, you know what? I, I should only have one of these things and I should also be challenged to break up my suits, you know, and then kind of get, get the most use out of it. Um, can you tell me a little bit about, about like versatility within your wardrobe? Cause I mean, obviously I'm looking at it here and I know, I mean, your style is unique, but I, again, I do recognize like the, the formula that you have and a lot of it isn't too crazy outside of some pieces. Like there's a lot of big pants, which we all like, and there's a lot of like cardigan style jackets and sport coat style jackets and everything. But I mean, like you said, right, like your, your wardrobe by your own admission isn't as cohesive, but where, how do you find the ability to combine certain things and create, you know, new fits? Right. So I think for me, it is mostly silhouette inspired or piece inspired. So for example, like obviously in the beginning when I started wearing clothes, I didn't understand a lot of fashion. Um, You know, I I wasn't, I just wasn't well-informed about it. Now I am a lot more well-formed. And Mm -hmm. since then a lot of like workwear inspo has made it into what I wear. And it's not in necessarily the details or the specific items that I wear. It's how I wear them. So I remember, like, it was funny because Annie said to me a couple of days ago with one of the fits I wore, she's like, you kind of look like a, I don't know what it was, but something about this reminds me of a mailman. Huh. Which, okay. okay. I was like wearing a baseball cap. I was wearing like a CDG shirt that had like a Peter Pan collar. And I was wearing those Issei pants. Um, Ethan, okay. you've seen them, like the green and yeah. blue ones yep. that are split. Mm-hmm. So I had that tucked into that. And it's like a, what's it called? Like a paper bag. Oh, like a, like a, like a, like a messenger bag? No, it's like, well, I had a messenger bag and then the waist was like a, like a it's super wide and you cinch it with like the belt. So it gets all ruffled. Sure. Okay. Something okay. Like that. Anyway, so I wore like, but like the idea behind it, like I picked a specific bag that looked more like a duffel bag, I guess. Okay. But I never had a conscious thought about it. But then once, but I, when I tried it on, I was like, I didn't like I had other bags that were like more formal that didn't look right to me. And it was just because of, I was trying to go for something more workwear. But um, 
yeah, it's basically, it was, it was off the silhouette or it's off pieces. So by silhouette, I mean like there are certain shapes that I'm inspired by. So there's like, I don't know if you've seen like Japanese construction workers, they have these gigantic pants, they wear tabby boots and like hard hats and like either tank tops or like these gigantic shirts. And yeah. so that is a silhouette that I just love and shows up in a lot of what I wear. Um, there are also silhouettes from like cafe workers, I would okay. say. Um, and stuff like that. It's like basically in my head, there are specific images that I've seen in inspiration folders that yeah. kind of stick in my head. And I'm like, that's a shape that I like. And I can make my pieces conform to those shapes but then put my own spin on it and what the actual individual pieces are. You know, it sounds like an, an odd spin-off of cinematic dressing, but instead of characters, huh. it's shapes, which I think is so, yeah. it's just so interesting. I think it's really cool because, you know, I was, I want to spend a little bit of time, I guess, or the, the last half of this interview talking about like, you know, your clothes and your surroundings and what, it clearly sounds like that you're, you know, you're not guided by formality or like a dress code, right? Like you don't, like some of the clothes you could argue are kind <laughs> of formal, like for some, for some people, like people, people will see designer clothes and be like, oh, you're so dressed up, right? But that's not why you, why you dress this way. And you also, your job and your surroundings don't require a dress code outside yeah. of like practical stuff. So I'm wondering like when, how do you figure out like what you want to wear and when do you wear it and what Weird. are people's reaction to it? And take that how you want. Take that how you right. want. Right. So, like, there's multiple layers to that. I mean, the sure. first thing is that I didn't. And there's dress... multiple layers to your outfits. And to onions. And to onions. And, and ogres, right? And ogres. Yeah. Okay, that one I at least know. Um, but yeah, so like for, I mean, again, I only started getting into fashion in twenty end of 2019, really, and then of course the pandemic hit in like sure. April yeah. of the next year. So a lot of it was. So first off, like you said earlier, I'm a Discord mod. So there's this Discord called Expensive Human Fashion that I mm-hmm. ended up joining around that time during the pandemic because I just didn't, you know, everyone was trying to find communities and people to talk to online. And um, I mean, I was okay, but yeah. Okay, all right. We can't all beat you, Ethan. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like I was on that Discord and basically the only time I talked about fashion or participated in fashion was at my home. So I would dress up at home, take pictures of myself in the mirror, post about it online, and never wore it out. So a lot of the crazy stuff that I wore is, like, all at home. Never wore it out. Just Did you, like, scared. how long did you wear it? Did you take it take it off right after you took the fit pick? Or was um, it, like, at least wear it around the house? Some, a lot of it was, yeah, I would put it on and take it off. Okay. Imme- like immediately? Well, like it's not practical to sit in a lot of the clothes that I wear, <laughs> Ethan. Like you should like some of the Issei pants that I wear, I would worry about it like creasing, right? Over time. So like yeah, I would just once it was out there, huh. I didn't need to wear it. Wow, okay. And yeah, I'm like, no, doing chores like, at home. They're like gigantic. There's like these distressed, like I mean, you were just talking about how the construction cardigans. workers wear big pants. Yeah, that's like for keeping cool and stuff. But like when you're okay. trying to drive, it like catches your pants and stuff. That's true. And like if you're wearing like big boots and stuff, it's hard to walk in. So like for me, it's like always I always wanted to be comfortable. But some of the stuff I like to wear was just like kind of too out there to be like mm. that. Um, so yeah, I would just wear it at home and not wear it out. And so once I've met Ethan, yeah, that was during a time where I was like, I did some of it made it out of my house. A lot of the Anglin stuff, a lot of the more streetwear stuff, Japanese like streetwear. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
But a lot of the weirder stuff that I wore at home or posted online, I never wore outside because I was too embarrassed by it. Embarrassed? Okay, do you think it's embarrassed or impractical? Which one do you think? Well, it's like this thing of like, it is impractical. And I mean, in LA, I had never seen anyone who kind of wore specifically the stuff that I wore. Like I had these giant, like you've seen these pants, Ethan. Like I, for example, I have these gigantic circle pants. Sure. They're a pair of EC pants and they're like a giant, like the pant legs form the ring. And then there's another piece that goes between the two pant legs. So there's just a freaking hole in the middle. I love these pants. But obviously you wear those in public. People are like, what the fuck are you wearing? <laughs> I just wasn't used to p- getting that attention about what I wore or how I presented myself, right? Right. But you but, still liked you, you, you liked what you bought, though, right? Yeah, but it was this thing of like, I could dress that way and present it to an audience that I knew appreciated the same things that I did. Right? It's not a scary audience. So you, I mean, that that sounds a little bit like dressing for the internet, just a little bit, but like Whoa. not like not not Are like you for using someone of dressing for the internet. <laughs> well, not not like for like the kudos <laughs> aspect, but like oh, like you know, like when I go to trivia, I'm not dressing for trivia. I'm dressing for myself, but I know my friends don't care. But this is kind of in that same way of like, okay, well, you're dressing, and it's like it's like, hey guys, it's fine. I got my internet friends. It's, it's just it, I know it I mean, sounds like, worse, but you know, it's like the extreme version of how you know you'll never wear a fit after you take a photo of it. Um, where you're just wearing it to get the photo and that's it. Yeah, I mean, I don't do that. <laughs> I, well, no, I'm, I'm just saying that when you, you've talked about how once you uh, take your, your fit pick, that outfit is like done. It's like you can't wear it again. Yeah, you can't refit I mean, outfits, remember? The, We've talked yeah. about this. Yeah, no, I, okay, let me... This, it's not about me here, but I will say... <laughs> okay, I'm just making no, a no. comparison. No, no, I get it. No, no. I will say, to, to, for all the for all the JTRs out there who love to bring up my outfit repeating stuff, um, I will I will say that I still wear it out because sometimes the fit pick doesn't happen like at the. I mean, it doesn't happen at the last moment of sun of, of sun, right? But it should. But it <laughs> it it does help that I've documented it on my camera because it's kind of like, you know, it's like a. I was talking to our my friend Joseph, and when I was you know when I was first getting to know him, like getting to know him again, he was saying how when I was like, oh, I take a fit pick, he's like, oh yeah, like you know, I do body progress photos, and it's like, oh yeah, it's like if you don't take a fit pic or take the body progress photo, it's like the progress is lost a little bit. I mean, you can always take it the next day, but like your workout might be different the next day or, or maybe like, you know, your body might change or whatever, you know, in small amounts. So I'm like, okay, you get it. Like, I'm just, I have shown that I've worn this and it's, it's done now. You know, I don't have to repeat. Um, but, but anyway, back to Sylvia, the person who was actually <laughs> in the hot seat here, you know, um, so you you would take these photos, right? You know, you'd wear and like that, and like that's it. Like, did you ever try to take it out of the context of your own home, um, outside of like? Obviously, you know, you're doing experiments, so maybe that's not conducive for that. But like, you know, maybe on like a day off or something or whatever. Um, I think there was a time where I was experimenting more with wearing that stuff out. So it okay. started, like I said, with a lot of the Japanese streetwear. It's like if you wear what I would say is that like wearing big oversized pants and like a big coat like a coach jacket like Mm -hmm. isn't or sports jacket or whatever like doesn't look that weird to the day-to-day person right so it's still different in a way that like i would get comments about my clothes like oh i like your pants or whatever and that was nice yeah 
Um, and it kind of was like me really itching at it. Like, oh, gotcha. how far can I go until people start making like negative comments, right? Or like, because like, for, so did, when they did hate you, you. Get, yeah, did you get how much did you get negative comments? What's the worst comment you got? Yeah, um, they were never like rude per se, they were just like a like. Like, I remember I was wearing an all-blue fit. So, like, Ethan said, my favorite color is blue to, like, the point of obsession. So, like, the <laughs> one rule that I have about, like, not having things repeat themselves, blue yeah. pants and blue shirts do not fall under that category. I have about, like, 10 of each, which is, like, insane for me. But uh, so I was basically wearing a blue Issei pleats pleats uh, dress with a big oversized, like, bright cobalt blue blazer and, like, some, like, blue acne studios um toque that i have right mm-hmm. and i was i was going to basically like a maker's fest so there's a place in uh arts district in la called kensho ryoka and they were doing an event that my friend was uh working at so i went to it and it was like some like fashion event there are like people selling clothes and furniture and stuff so i dressed up more because i thought okay. like, oh i i can dress up more for this because sure. there will be other yeah. people who are interested in this stuff i remember getting in the uber and the uber driver was like oh, where are you going? And I'm like, oh, like shopping, I guess. <laughs> and he literally was just like, oh, so you just dress like that normally? And I'm like, what does this mean? Yeah, go right? to hell, bozo. Um, Drive to hell, more like it, right? <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it's just like comments like that. I've worn like a big oversized, I have like a big Tom Brown oversized blazer, the navy one. Yeah. It's the one that we wore when I went to Bodhi with you, yep. Ethan. Mm-hmm. So I was wearing that over like just jeans and like, I think like a white button up shirt, short sleeve one. And I wore mm-hmm. that to work. Or like I wore that to my university and I went to get lunch with my coworkers. And I sat yeah. down and one of my coworkers, his name's Albert. I he's a great guy, but like he just looked me he deadass looked me up and down, right? Like okay. like tilted his head, looked up and down and said, Are you giving a talk later? And I'm like <laughs> It's like what the fuck and then one of my other co-workers just straight up said sylvia you can wear whatever you want whenever you want no one should judge you for it and i'm like thank you that's the message and he didn't mean like none of these people mean badly by it sure yeah but that was the kind of reaction that put me off in the start where it's mm. like oh i am overdressed oh i'm standing out in a way that i don't want to attract okay. attention Okay, that's interesting. Okay, like, but you you also recognize that what you are wearing is, like, bold, though, right? Yeah, and like this was the problem for a while. Was okay, that I oh, wanted sure. I like these clothes. I didn't know where to wear them, so then I was like, "Well, I'll just wear them out and right. just go from there." And I mean, a big part of it was meeting you and like being around a bunch of similarly fashion interested people where it's like if we all go out dressed like this then none of us look individually weird um, we're, i mean we're all we're all weird but it's at least at least we're there see so the internet is now yeah. in real life baby like that's what it is right exactly. i love the internet no i mean uh you know we, we've, we've been addressing a lot of this like um a lot of the past podcasts have been about like the the menswear trauma of wearing it out and like reconciling that idea um and it, I mean, it's, yeah, it's like, it's one of those things like sometimes you just have to own it because if you really like it, like it shouldn't like matter, but it does like, you know, we, we had the episode last year on community and having friends, like you gotta also like, you know, it helps to be around these people, um, that, sure. you know, that don't make you look as weird comparatively. Um, and I mean, I've talked about, I've talked about when someone yelled uh, dipshit at me cause I wore a fedora in public. <laughs> 
so I understand. <laughs> which I haven't even gotten, which I think is, is really yeah. funny. Uh, that, that would bum me out. But yeah, I mean, uh, another part of it was, like, it didn't take, I'm like, there's, like, literally a photo that is timestamped where I like the photo. I like, I like the fit. Genuinely, just full on, was like, this was a good fit. Yeah. And I could see fits from after that, that I'm like, this is when I liked how I dress. For about a year, I did not like how I dressed or I like wasn't satisfied with it. It was never mm. what I wanted. So like when, yeah, when is this photo from? This is from uh, August of 2019, uh, of 2021, sorry. So it was okay. only about a year ago after trying and fi- like, basically in my mind trying and failing for two years that wow. I actually liked how I dressed. So that was another mm. thing, right? It was like, I was posting it online on my Instagram eventually, but mostly was just on EHF to my friends. And, you know, they were pretty nice. And, like they would give me some comments, but not many, but it was just like for myself, I was probably the biggest critic of myself. No one else really said anything about it, mm. but I was never satisfied with what I wore. Um, was there was there any like experiments that you did that you felt like like really failed <laughs> that like didn't work out anything that he tried that oh was like gosh. oh this is a this is not gonna I can't do, go this way do you want me to send you those pictures because I could literally send oh them please them. yeah yeah what um, counts and what counts as a failure to you you know like it is funny because like you know obviously when, when Spencer and I do the same thing as well like you know like oh this fit sucks but people like to regular people we're like they're like oh this is fine you guys look nice but I'm like no <laughs> like whenever I show like the old Gatsby pictures or whatever like yeah I get it but it's like it's not it's not exactly it right so I'm gonna send you some that to me are failures okay we'll put these in the blog post as well so we can sure it's gonna what be a makes them called failure yeah what okay I can see a little bit of the last one but the top one's not awful i think it's really bad so you mean, I mean there's the, bugs uh, on your body so okay it's, yeah so, that's disgusting okay shut up bugs are amazing but so that one's a failure to me because i don't think like it's busy in a way that doesn't look good because the yeah like if fucking like bugs, so man. fuck you i love that shirt that's a, so the thing is both of those so here's an example we yeah. were talking about lookbooks and looking at brands both of those shirt the shirt with the bugs on it and the blazer are both sarah burton alexander mcqueen okay mm, okay but same designer i don't think they look good with, with each other at all obviously right because uh-huh. the 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 blazer is so busy and so dark and so geometric that having this white silk shirt that's like slightly shiny slightly clinging and fit when the shirt itself is so structured and the shirt is kind of falling forward and then the fact that the pattern size just i don't think looks good together because right, it's so okay. inconsistent like if you're gonna do busy big patterns they have to co- either contrast more or less than that mm. right i don't think this looks like it serves any purpose then the color of the pants i think doesn't really belong like it's not off-putting okay. But I don't okay. think it belongs. And then it's also like proportion wise. This shirt, this the length of the blazer, I think goes down too low, and is too structured at the top to have that kind of loose shirt. If it was a tighter shirt, I think it probably would have worked. If I wasn't wearing any shirt, I think it probably would have worked too. Well, because see, as a vintage head, I just look at this and I'm like, oh, this is kind of like a zoot suit. So I figured that it's like why to me all the proportions like look normal. So I'll show cause... you. 
But so this... you wouldn't you wouldn't wear a zoot suit with a seventies pagoda shoulder jacket though, Spencer. That's true. That's true. So How, yeah, come on, this is rookie mistakes. Okay. I don't know. I feel I like I've seen some costume ones said. with like crazy zoot suit. Well, that's or crazy yeah, the costume. Like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm gonna. Tr- so there's if I wore I've worn these pants with the actual blazer that. So the pants are from Margiela. Okay. I've worn them with the actual set, and this is zoot suit inspired. Now that I know this. But I didn't know. I mean, I didn't know this at the time. Yeah, I was looking at that too. This is really cool. This is great. It's it's so now, now that I'm more educated on it, like I know what this is referenced to. It is referential, but it's completely you know. I just love the proportions on this. But this is the proportion that makes sense, right? And then Mm -hmm. in contrast, when you look at that first fit, I don't think it works at all. We also got the cutaway jacket style as well, which is very Victorian. You know, it's just like sweeping down at you. I mean, maybe this is why everyone's got to learn fucking menswear so they know what all the stuff is based on and then they can go back. That's a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's true. This is why we wanted to have you on, because I feel like, you know, as I've known you, like, first off, right, we we had Marco and Marco's style has I've always described as vaguely menswear. You know, like there is this. It just it feels familiar maybe at this point and with yours i mean like i feel like he's prepped me to be like okay well, i can see everything that's you know that's being attempted here you know whether it's like like historically right like the zoot suit stuff or like chore codes etc and it's yeah it's great that you've gotten to the stuff some of the stuff that spencer and i have kind of agreed upon or have learned but without the historical precedence for it yeah. without being into vintage first which is which is wild I mean, maybe it's just it's just uh, proof that what we like is uh, objectively right and good, and because we know, because you know, that's, people that's, can can come to this conclusion on their own. That's right. It's you know, it's like, it's it's like why you know Adam loves uh, loves vintage, and he can get it just by being some indie fucking film editor. You know, it, it it's proof people can get it. We're not crazy. You know, you know like hey, like I don't, I almost don't want to say this because it's so cringe, but it's almost like you know. Like, in my field, I'm in physics, right? And, like, yes. all these separate people do experiments, and they come to the same conclusion about some things, right? You're yeah, measuring. independently, it's, yeah. It's just a constant of the universe. Menswear is a constant of the universe. <laughs> that, there's the quote of the day. That's it there right there. Um, well, I mean, I hope that you get to wear this out. I mean, I guess my last question is, do you do you want your life to move in a direction where you can wear this stuff out more often? I mean, you know, obviously, we've been going out more. I don't know if you went out before. Clearly, you have gone to stuff. You're You're very into the to the i have friends outside of you and you're <laughs> sure but also like you know like the food stuff that you go to i feel like it's very you know inclined and even though you do not you're not in a uh creative field you do things that are conducive to wear creative clothing yeah i guess you're asking me if i would be i, I wish i changed jobs to something no i would say like do, do you want like do you do you want to pivot up because i feel like spencer and i have kind of done that you know like we've you know, we like the ideas of going out, so we go out, you know, or I go to, you know, if I want to wear, yeah, if I'm going out, if I go to like the bars or I want to go read, so I want to look like I it makes sense. So I'm wondering if that's something similar for well, you. I guess for me, what's different from how I dress compared to you is that a lot of my clothes don't have like either cinematic context, a social context. Sure. A lot okay. of what I, I think a lot of what I wear is there isn't really a place that it would belong more other than like at least like really specific like art galleries or places where people are just wearing avant-garde things so in that sense i've never really thought about 
trying to be in a place that would make me make it feel like it belonged more because I think it never really would belong it would always stand out and I'm kind of okay with that I'll be honest like one of the biggest compliments I get these days is if people ask me if I either work in food or fashion and don't assume that I work in STEM um which is nice because it's like you know, you can have some kind of stereotype of, like, what a person in STEM looks like. You know, I am a woman in in physics. I work on experiments, so I'm building telescopes and stuff, which is yeah. not, you know. So it's, like, for me, it's nice to be able to be, you know, have that be part of my life and have all this other stuff be a part of my life. And the fact that it's so diametrically opposed to each other, like, I, I kind of enjoy it that it doesn't really feel cohesive. Right, yeah. But I mean, then, I... Yeah. I mean, I know we're closing up, but yeah, I did kind of want, I did want to ask more about, uh, yeah, how clothing relates to your job, because I know you were talking about earlier how uh, a lot of the work you do is very physical and not good for clothing. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Like you were, you were telling me that like one of your colleagues, like at the end of the day, he just had two big like rips on the front of his jeans. Yeah. Um, I've had chicken wire. I work with grease. I work with cranes. I work with electronics. You know, everything is a hazard. I work with acetone. Yeah. Um, other chemicals. Yeah. And so what What do you wear? Like, what do you wear on days like that? So what I usually wear is what I consider like foundational pieces. So Anglin is most of the stuff that I wear at work Mm because those pants are super comfortable. They have gigantic pockets, which is super, super useful for my work because it keeps screws and like tools in my pockets all the time. So Anglin is, I I love wearing it to work because it's just super practical and I love how they look and I love how they feel and I can beat them up and not worry about it. That's, yeah, that's not, I like, uh, it's always nice to have like, um, like these practical pieces that still actually like, you know, or that, that work for what you're doing physically, um, but still like look good. Um, yeah. yeah, I was, yeah, I'm glad you don't just have to wear like, you know, a $2 t-shirt and then like gap jeans or something. Right. No, I still like, I'll have pieces that are kind of older that can get beat up. Yeah. And, um, I won't worry about it. There's still pieces that I like, but um, do you yeah, find yourself like them. buying stuff for the like practical um, because like you you could see it, it's like, oh my God, there's a lot of pockets on here. It's like, or this is, this is the per- perfect little pocket to fit my specialized tool that I use Honestly, in building telescopes. And no. do you, like, is that something that you look for? No, never. I have never okay. thought about clothes in that sense. Huh? Okay. Wow. Um, yeah. yeah Cause I've I mean, I definitely the practicality of anything that I've worn. Wow. Okay. Cause I think about that. I think about that. Um, I know we did a whole episode about practicality. But I definitely, like, sometimes that's, like, why I'll like a military, like, or old work jacket or something that I'll see is because I'll see it and I'm like, holy shit. Like, look at all these pockets. Think of all the stuff that I could put in here. Or it's like, or, you know, it's like, oh, that's so lightweight, but it looks like, you know, it, you know, um, I, it's stuff like that that that, uh, that I always think about when uh, buying clothes. So it's interesting that, yeah, even though you do have, like, kind of a reason to look for it, um you don't really think about it. I just never really think about, I think my work and my clothes are so, are so separate, so separate in my mind. I've never okay. once thought like, yeah, that's a surprise. I've never, wow. I'm actually surprised at myself that I've never thought about that, but no, never. I mean, you know, it, it's, do you, do you ever want your, your job to be less practical? Like to be less uh, like a, uh, 
we call it tactile because i mean there's a lot of you know if you start lecturing instead right then you could you, you could wear this crazy stuff because i mean you showed me like the uh, like that uh, the german economic economics professor who like wears some crazy shit but that kind of makes sense right like i mean it's not like you're you're fucking in the in the numbers baby with you yeah. know with your hands and everything you know he, right. you could wear whatever you want and be an econ professor do that's what i mean by when i asked you like do you want your life to move that direction like do you want to be oh, less see. practical you know and, and have it make more sense and, and everything no because that's I, I love what I do. Like, I love working with my hands. I could never do a desk job. And I could mm. never, I don't know, I think I'm too rude and too, like, mean to ever be a lecturer. I don't think huh. I could really do that. Well, you that. heard it here, guys. Everyone who uses their hands for their jobs are all rude people. Yeah. You know? I think that would track folks. surprisingly well. <laughs> yeah, okay. sure. Correlation. Because the people who work with their hands aren't working with people as much. And it's because we don't like working with people. You know who the uh, who the best kind of people are? Double amputees, because they have to be nice to everyone. Because they can't, oh, yeah, they, they can't, can't use... they can't talk, and then they can't talk with their hands at all. Yeah, there you go, Jesus. They can't win yeah. a fight, right? So if they piss somebody off, what are they gonna do? Kick them. They could do that. That's right. And they probably have a really powerful leg because they don't have arms. All right. So, so do you see? I guess final question is like, do you see? Yeah, yeah you maintaining your diametric world you know and and having like you know do you ever find do you ever think you're going to find a way to kind of put these two together somehow i mean you like you said you do have some stuff that you wear at work that is still in your vein yeah you know i don't think that as much as i love my clothes i would never change my lifestyle to accommodate it okay yeah because I mean, wearing clothes, I guess, is some expression of myself, right? And sure. It's, but it's also, most of the time, it is me off the clock. And it's, um, how do I put it? Like, I guess the way I think about it more is, like, when I'm at work, I am focusing on my job, right? Mm, and right. It, it, You're not is, even thinking about the clothes. Yeah, I know. Crazy, right? But, like, I yeah. bring extra sets of clothes to work that I keep in my car in case there's an emergency so I don't have to stress about my clothes. <laughs> like a crazy art gallery or a crazy, like, food event that you gotta get, oh, God, I gotta get, like, get my fit no, out. No, I mean, like, something <laughs> is about to blow up at my experiment. Sure. So I have, I'm, like, wearing a nice shirt and I'm like, well, I don't have to want to worry about my shirt when I'm working, right? So it's, like, they're just different parts of my life and they might not be able to coexist and that's okay i'm on the clock and i'm off the clock and when i go out with you or go out to events i'll pull out you know i'll go to the tents right like it's like when i go now it's like when i go out like i'm gonna wear even the crazier stuff because i don't get to wear it as much as work Mm. and that's okay too right like it doesn't have to bleed into every part of my life it can't exist in a context and everyone's gonna agree with you because that's how normal people are like they (laughs) like you know jobs have dress codes drop like we know famously take a shot um there is a guy in our discord who was like yeah i got sent home for my finance job because i wore a green suit and like like it was it was a green suit like button down collar shirt dark tie like it was like the only thing weird was like a, it's a, a green not like a like a like you know a dark <laughs> suit and it's like i felt so you know it's like yeah like you know he had to go home and he couldn't just wear that out you know at his job but he of course he's not gonna just quit his job just so he can wear green suits right. you know but he's also not gonna refrain from buying green suit because he likes it you know exactly but it's like like if i know it's a week where i'm not gonna have to go into the lab then yeah i'll dress up i'll wear the stuff that i want and i'll get the funny comments from my coworkers, and that's fine right. and i don't mind yeah. that but like to ask me if i would like 
not do physics or not do hard No, I mean, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, like, you know, like, what if you didn't, if you wanted to talk? I guess theoretical but physics hate, right? versus like, talking. yeah, you know, versus the handing, <laughs> handing experiments. No, it's, it's okay, you know, like my job requires this of me and it's, you know, different things require different things of me. And that's, um, you know, that's okay. Is there any, is there any like specialized scientific garments that look cool that we're sleeping on? Like, you know, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of like, <laughs> yeah, like lab coats, hazmat suits. Uh, <laughs> like, what else is there? <laughs> is there like a special jacket that physicists wear? Man, I wish. So what What I will say is, so part of my research is uh, I work on a telescope in Antarctica. Mm. And I'm supposed to go down there. Well, I am going down there in two months, basically, to install my telescope mm-hmm. at the geographic South Pole. Um, and they provide, so it's, you're taken care of by the United States government and there's this program called USAP, which something stands for like polar, like support something. I can't quite remember, Uh but they have one of the things that I really, really want is there's a gigantic red parka that they have there for keeping, keeping yourself alive in like negative 50 degree weather. And it has like all these big badges of USAP of the government specifically for South Pole Station. And it has your name on it. So it's like, you know, it has your initials and yeah. like your, like what affiliation you're with and what experiment you work mm-hmm. on. And it's like, I want this thing so badly. I got told that you can't take it home. I am going hmm. to beg them, offer money to basically take it home with me. Cause that's something yeah. that I really want. Um, cool. Aside from that, I'm like, what do I wear? Like, what are like official uniforms I have to wear? Clean suits, but those are not good looking. Well, maybe it's like a jumpsuit, right? With like big sure things you pull over your shoes. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, hey, hey, no, you know, it's fine. You know, maybe scientists who work on telescopes aren't meant to wear your isimiyaki at all times or <laughs> silage. Silage. I love saying that, even though it's not that pronounced that way. I think it's silage. You're right. I yeah. mean, hey, I wore, what did I wear? Yeah, I wore, wear? I wore an Issei dress when I was at that conference for, like, some of the days. When I was there doing you go. my talk, See, yeah. I was wearing, like, yeah, I I thought about wearing my Tom Brown suit. I didn't end up bringing it because it was so stinking hot. But, um, like, yeah, I'm not opposed to wearing it at work, obviously. It's just, like, I literally work with oil and greases, and I don't hate my clothes to enough mm. to wear that <laughs> no no i to- totally gonna come up with some like oil resistant clothing or grease resistant clothing or maybe or i guess the other way you could just like uh just get like a heritage denim jacket and then just really break it in i mean this get... is why some people you know go into that direction but you just yeah. went in the opposite where the clothes you wear are just you can't wear it to work which is to- which is still fine i think it's i think it's it's almost refreshing to have this stuff i mean like i if i had to go to the office maybe my style would change slightly you know maybe it would be a little bit more cool guy because it's la a cool agency <laughs> versus like you know wearing a fucking foulard tie and white socks you know um yeah but, it's just yeah. you know i get to have a double life <laughs> that's kind of fun whoa okay I mean, hey, you know, it worked for Spider Man. Actually, no, it doesn't, because that's like this—the whole his whole thing is that he can't—he can't, he can't him, do man. it. Yeah. Um, well, Batman, yeah. 
That's true, but he's still, I mean, he's rich versus a fucking teenager who has to work at a paper yeah. from an abusive boss. Yeah, did you guys know that Batman is Bruce Wayne, the, the billionaire? Well, he's got to stop uh, Ronald McFogel. Ronald McFogel. Yeah, the evil, the evil twin. <laughs> yeah. Wait, oh, he's a Batman this? villain? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, Sylvia, thank you for joining us on, on the episode. I think this is very, hopefully very insightful to everyone else. I mean... Our whole goal is to kind of get people to think about clothing and find out why For they like it. For once in their life. Yeah, come on. And, you know, one thing I, I want to say earlier at the top I just forgot is that, you know, I feel like I, I've gotten a better appreciation, you know, through you and Marco about, like, designer clothing. Like, just not heritage, not bespoke tailoring and not vintage, you know? It, there's a lot of a lot of stuff to appreciate from it, a lot of stuff that, that's cool about it but also it's it's really accessible and maybe that's because the proportions are roughly the same of things that i like and that's the real answer you know <laughs> like i i think when you said that you were you know you you wear stuff based on proportion i feel like that's the same thing you know it's, it's why i like pants it's why i like my jacket to be a certain length there's a whole episode we did on proportions so yeah. we sure did i think with a lot of the stuff that i wear i think if you just squint your eyes for like turn to a black and white photo of it like it all like i think looks proportionally similar to a lot of menswear i mean it's, it's vague menswear it's vaguely yeah yeah, yeah squint it's vague just take menswear. the details and like you know the, there's some extra details and bells and muscles and stuff but it's all yeah. the same I mean, I can confidently say, like, if I wasn't into menswear or any kind of, like, because even then, like, you don't do, like, the updated, like, you're not, like, capital, like, Marco, you know, like, where it's, like, a little bit closer to menswear. Like, but if I, if I was removing menswear entirely from the equation, I feel like I would dress similarly to you because it's just the proportions are all there. Like, just, it's just so slouchy. And the pants go up to your belly button where they should be. <laughs> where they should be. You should be. do a style swap. You should let me pick an outfit for you. Ooh, you pick an that could be for fun. Me. That's crazy. Wife swap. Because um, <laughs> I love my, I'm, I'm married to my clothing. Um, well, again, thank you for coming on here. I hope, again, hope everyone enjoyed it. Is there anything you want to plug for you, you know, for, for people to like follow? I mean, I know you don't want attention, but you know, if there's anything <laughs> that you want to share out there that people can get into. Oh my God. But then I have to say my handle. And public... Say it. Say your handle. <laughs> my you Instagram could... handle is bitch. Please say amazing so, love it there you go bitch p-l-i-s-s-e so yeah that's pretty much it i mean i guess there's ehf if you're interested in more like avant-garde fashion um we're another discord group uh i am a moderator of it huh. yeah if you're if you have interest in like all these other brands that are adjacent maybe to menswear um but are kind of like specifically more designer then yeah it's a cool community so yeah I mean, yeah, it's uh, it's a good it's a good place. Even though I have, I'm, I mean, I have to moderate my own thing. I I can't I can't do two, but I'm still there. I am there. I am in there. So and a lot of other great guys uh, like Warp and Chris and Fleet and everyone's also in there. I mean, that's where they were. So you know, that's where they belong. Right. Well, hey, if you guys want somewhere to belong, you can go to patreon.com slash down direction and join our Discord. Unlike EHF, you have to pay to get in there, but it's just to help support so us. So my Discord is just more accessible, more for the, you know, that the is... working class. <laughs> I, did, I was going to say it. I was like, That's, yeah. I cannot actually say that. Uh, I can. <laughs> yeah, there it is. But yeah, go to five, you know, $5 a month. We'll give you access to our Discord and our bonus episodes where we talk about menswear but like personal stuff uh mm -hmm. and ten dollars a month 
Nothing else is different, but we do say your name as a thank you. So thank you to Austin Malat, Shane Curry, Philip McGard, Jerk Colian, and Henrik Wilberg. We appreciate you guys a lot. Thank you to MJ for shutting up, but also being the producer of our podcast. Yeah, I'm thank, at yeah. Thank God we could record this and get an hour where MJ's shutting up. <laughs> yeah, for once, that guy talks his fucking ass off. Yeah. Hi. Um. I'm Ethan M. Wong. I'm Spencer DSO. I'm MJ to you. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for having me.